Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey everybody, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. I'm Perrin and I am here with Mark and today we are going to be tackling a topic that I think a lot of us, after doing internet marketing for a while, uh, come to and we don't have an answer for. And a lot of people tackle it differently and that is when you should quit your job or maybe the better way to phrase that is when you should start doing internet marketing full-time. So I know I have my own story for how I started doing it full-time, and I know Mark has his own story for how he started doing it full-time. We have lots of good stories from our members for how they started doing it full-time. Uh, and I know it's a, kind of a luxury of a problem to have, you know, like you have to be making money to, for that question to really come up, but it comes up pretty often with our members. So it's a good thing to talk about and it's a good thing to discover which angles are out there, why people are doing what they're doing. So let's talk about it. Where do we go first, Mark? I think we should talk about our own stories actually of job quitting. So I think I, I've mentioned mine sort of before in a previous podcast, but uh, I know we have a, new, a lot of new listeners. Essentially, I followed a pretty typical high school, college, or university, as it's called in the UK, grad scheme at a fairly large company, fairly large faceless company, doing pretty menial, boring tasks, which were unfulfilling. And I wanted to kind of get away from that. So I spent quite some time kind of trying to do that, to get away from that, not really caring quite so much what I would do instead, just anything else, basically. And, you know, that sort of led me down the path of I went traveling for a bit. I saved a bit of money, went traveling for a bit, tried to start a site. It started doing a little bit okay, like a couple hundred bucks a month. But for whatever reason, I decided it was a failure and abandoned it just as it was starting to, you know, do all right. And then circled back around, had another job, traveled a bit more, eventually went down the agency route, making, building other people's uh, businesses for them. And, you know, got a ton of experience, like working on different projects and just basically learned a lot. And then fast forward, I think three, four years after that, uh, kind of got a bit fed up of that. And then, yeah, we started Health Ambition and kind of went from there. Do you count doing the agency as doing internet marketing full-time? Because that was something you owned and you were, you know, doing internet marketing. I mean, yeah, it was. I was more motivated because Gail and I owned it, but and it was definitely a full-time plus job or gig, whatever you want to call it. But I didn't really, uh, I don't know, I didn't really like it that much. It was just like dealing with clients and stuff. It's like, uh Was it because it felt like a job? Probably, yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. I think at the end of the day, you know, like I don't really respect authority very well. Um, <laughs> so it was it's quite so difficult. You know, when you have a client saying, oh, we would rather the design be this way, when you can show them like categorically after running a test that they'll make twice as much money if the design's the one they don't want to do and then they, they do it anyway. It's kind of, yeah. you know, disheartening a bit. But, yeah. <laughs> so where would you pinpoint the moment where you left a job in order to do I am? So I, first of all, I didn't leave my job in order to do I am. So my story is going to be different from a lot of people. Like I left my job just because I wanted to get away from it. Like I didn't have anything else lined up. I had maybe $15,000 in savings. And then I went to Thailand and did a scuba diving course and sort of just was a beach bum for a bit. So, you know, it wasn't until maybe a year after that, that I realized that I sort of had to get some stuff going and, you know, build, not necessarily build up some income, just like do something productive with my life. And uh, yeah, that, that was the part around about the time when, you know, I met Gail and like I sort of had a job on Upwork at the time and we started the, the agency together. But then that was still kind of like, that, I mean, that was working full time in IM and, you know, supporting ourselves and, and, and more. I don't know. It didn't really feel like entrepreneurship then. It felt like elements of entrepreneurship with 
but like still having this client thing hanging over you. And I, I guess I just, as I said, like problem with authority. I like to do things my own way a lot of the time. So yeah. Yeah. My story is a little bit different. I won't go too far into it because I've told it, I feel like a million times on Authority Hacker and elsewhere. We have a whole like blog post on kind of my story, but I do think is it's interesting that decision. So I think one of the most interesting parts for me was transitioning from not being sure if you could really do it for a living and then having enough successes to understand like, oh man, I really can do this for a living. And during that time, of course, I was at numerous crappy jobs, you know, like when I first went to Chicago, I'd been a roof salesman. I quit a job that I didn't like. And then I got another job that I didn't like. And I quit that job for a job that was okay, but paid really low. And I finally got a quote unquote good job at a big consulting firm. And I realized that like, uh, I'm just not going to be happy unless I have way more freedom than I am. And so like a lot of people who get into internet marketing, I spent all my time reading blogs, reading other books on business, trying to learn like the individual tactics. And for me, I started a whole bunch of sites that failed. I think it was four sites or something that failed. And like at the end of a couple of years, I'd made maybe $18.50 before I finally, through a sort of rather lucky circumstances that you can read about on our blog, I had a site that went from, you know, $400 a month to $1,000 a month to $1,300 a month. And it was eventually making $4,000 a month before I got penalized because I'd been doing a bunch of stuff wrong. And I didn't truly understand the risks, I don't think. But after that, I had a taste for it. And really close to that process, I was still working at this consulting firm, but I had more or less matched the salary that I was making there. And that was when... And I think that's a similar moment for lots of people. That was when I was like, you know what? Like I could just leave this and I'd be taking a 50% pay cut at that point, but it was what I was making anyway. You know, I've earned my salary. And that was kind of when like hit me and I started to understand and believe that it could be a real living and something that I could do on my own. But I think it's- So, so you were, you, sorry, you were making- did you say the same as what you were making at the consulting job from your site? Yeah, that one site. So it was uh, right around like 50K or something, 50K a year. Okay. So let me ask you this though. Like, why did you wait that long to quit? I, and people know this about me because of my opinions on like Amazon plugins and stuff. I'm very, 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 very risk averse with a lot of stuff. I'm not risk averse in like business and like my own businesses and stuff. But as far as, as far as like life risk, it's very difficult for me to give up a second source of income because I don't like the feeling of relying on a single source of income. So actually what happened was not that I just like quit my job and started working on sites, which is what lots of people end up doing. And lots of people do that and succeed. But I felt like there was too much risk there. So what really happened for me was the site that was working. And then Spencer Haas from Niche Pursuits offered to hire me to help him build sites. And so I could have a site that I was working on and I could also have a job, but not a job in the in a traditional sense where like I'm sitting in a cubicle, I'm doing stuff that I wasn't working on. It was a job in internet marketing, working for someone who I considered a friend still consider a friend, obviously. I really like Spencer. But like it was an internet marketing position and I had fallen in love with internet marketing already. And that would be kind of the trend that continues for me. And we're going to talk a little bit about this more when we you know, talk about people who don't quit their jobs, but still do IM because there are some really good examples of that. But for me, it wasn't necessarily quitting jobs altogether. It was quitting jobs that I hated and then taking another job that I really enjoyed that would allow me to develop my skills in IM, work with people with similar interests, and then also work on my projects in the meantime. Yeah, it's really interesting because when we were going into this podcast, I think a lot of the expectation was around like, okay, so like how much money do you need to make from your site in order to quit your job and do this full time? That's kind of like the topic, but you and I seem to approach it from kind of almost like extreme ends of the, the spectrum. Like I quit my job before I, I was even making a single cent mm-hmm. with the view of having like that, that pressure will motivate me ultimately, or at least I, I hoped it would. 
And then like the other end of the spectrum is like, even when you're, you know, like comfortable there and like making what you're already making, it's not necessarily just a financial decision, but like there's other things going on there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are really good examples of people who've done it both ways. Like my, my mentee, Colleen Kinsey, who runs Kusti.com. We, or she quit her job before she was profitable at all. And she just saved, you know, some money and she was traveling. And now she has clients and a site. And she had a, a really similar mindset to you, which is like, oh, I'll just quit my job because I hate it. And then I'll just figure it out and it'll be fine. And it has been fine. And she's, you know, doing well. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, which people like me who don't quit the jobs because they can't stand the risk. And then I think there are a lot of people in the middle who just kind of wait until their salary is matched by their site or sites. And that's the moment when they tend to quit. But I think one of the fundamental questions for all this, and one of the things that I didn't necessarily struggle with, but everybody around me struggled with was the idea that you can actually do this stuff for a living. So when I was like learning about internet marketing and site building and stuff, and I would tell people about it, I probably told all of my friends about it and most of my family members. I think out of all those people, the only two people who really believed that it was possible was my wife and my dad. Everybody else, including my brother, who's now like a, you know, big time internet marketer himself was like, that's a scam. Like, what are you doing? Don't waste your time. Just keep your job, go for promotions and like all this stuff. So I think before you even think about quitting your job, a lot of people have to contend this, contend with this idea, especially if they're having like failures and like sites that don't work of, is it actually even possible to do this for a living? Are people lying? Are there really people out there who you know, make enough money to support themselves. Did you run into that at all? Like with your friends? Yeah, uh, like massively. And like, it probably if I wasn't so cynical, I would have gotten started in online marketing, you know, <laughs> years before I did. I can remember, you know, like 10 plus years ago now, like, uh, no, even longer, like 12, 14 years ago, like running across, you know, sales pages for like courses that will teach you how to do some kind of like SEO or like old school Google AdWords back in the day. And, you know, just looking at the sales pages, it was like the ultimate like cheesy long form sales page with all the like highlights here. And, uh, but wait, there's more style, you know, add-ons and you could never even find the price in the page. And like, I know there was like, it works and it appeals to a certain kind of like part of the human psyche, but I'm like so cynical and like quite, I guess, logical that for me, the fact that it was the, all the sales pages were like that kind of like screamed to me, oh, this must be a scam. So I just avoided it and ignored it for years and years and years. It wasn't really until I met a few people who, you know, had a little bit of success in the area. They, they wouldn't really tell me exactly what they're doing, but it, they sort of, I knew that they were surviving off of this. So I thought, okay, maybe there's there's something in there. But you're right. There's like a, it's a massive leap to kind of like trust some random guy on the internet who says you can make a living and quit your job by working online. Because like it sounds too good to be true. So yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's natural to sort of be a bit skeptical about that kind of stuff. I think it was worse five or 10 years ago. Now there's a strong culture around it. And a lot of people know someone who's kind of making some money online somehow or like has an Etsy shop, you know, like the whole gig economy thing. But like five or 10 years ago, it was still really new. And it was and I, th I think people are in general were like much more skeptical. I know like I had friends who were in the digital marketing industry. One friend in particular was like working at a digital marketing firm. And he still didn't believe I was making money from my site until I showed him I'd made like $2,000 a month or whatever. And then he immediately starts a site, obviously, like after that. But there's like, there's this block that I think a lot of people have, like, can you really do this online? And I think it's a lot of people have it themselves and that might stop them from trying it. But for me, I'll try anything. 
And it was more like my friends and family just thought I was crazy. It's understandable as well, especially, you know, for for parents and stuff. Like I got such a hard time, my dad, when I quit my job. But if you go through your entire life and, you know, school, university work has kind of like geared you towards the view that to be successful, you need to be a company man and like stay at the same job for a long time and, you know, work hard and earn those promotions and stuff. If that's your world as it were as it, as it was for my dad it's totally understandable he'd probably even more skeptical of like the long form sales page than than i would have been so it makes a lot of sense that people are, are distrusting about it. i think now what you said about it's 2018 as we record this i feel that the game has changed significantly because i run into loads of people these days like who have nothing to do with work just random people you meet who you know they're working online they're a writer or they're doing something with YouTube or you, there's so many opportunities out there that's all sort of come up in the last sort of five to eight years, really. Before that, it was pretty barren. Like, you know, you couldn't just get a writing gig and make some money or, you know, get a job on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that because those sites didn't even exist back then. Yeah. It was interesting the thing you said about your dad. And I know we're kind of getting in the weeds here, but I think this is a really good discussion to have because it's this is like the six months before you make it is sort of when you're dealing with this. But my mom, I remember her telling me like entrepreneurs don't make money. You know, that's just a thing people call themselves. And then I had to be like, mom, every product you buy, like somebody started that company. And that was kind of like when she was like, oh yeah, okay, I guess you're right. Like, and then, I mean, she didn't like it, but she was like, do your thing, you know, I guess just give it a whirl and I'll shut up about it. But I think one really related question especially a lot of our students who are just getting into this they have because they are worried about their job and time and budgeting is how long will it take and we see this in groups too like if we have a course launch and we have like cohort of new students coming in a lot of times people are asking like okay i started a site i've written some articles how long is it going to take to make money and i think that's a really important question to ask especially if your goal is to do this so that you can quit your job so if someone were to ask you mark how long does it take to do this stuff and then make money and then quit your job what would you say to them it's the wrong question to ask, really. I mean, there are many variables there in terms of, you know, like what your standard of living, which country you live in, you know, those kind of things come in, how much savings you have come into it. If you have $25,000 of savings right now, then you can quit your job now and do this. I'm not saying, you know, everyone who's listening to this, go and do that immediately because inevitably that's not going to work out for everyone. But it just sort of says like the level of confidence I have, you know, if I lost everything tomorrow, but I had enough money to sort of survive for let's say nine months of bare bones, food and shelter and internet, I could build something again for sure. Obviously, you know, having done this a number of times, I have you know, a little bit more clued in on how some of the specifics work, but we try and share as much of this as possible in the authority site system. And so there are many people actually who have built serious incomes, like not just a couple of thousand a month, like in the high four figures, almost five figures a month. In like one of the very first students actually is just like crushing it now. I think he's in five figures. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and that's like faster than I've ever started or faster than I've ever grown, mm -hmm. a, grown a site. So if you have the, the sort of right hustle mentality and you just like good at executing, then really it's achievable in like six months. But if someone comes on to you know, the sales page and I'm manning the chat say, and they say, how long to quit my job? I'm not going to say six months because the average is much longer than that because a lot of people have other things going on. They're not working at it like full time or they can only spend you know, the weekends at it or whatever reason. So realistically, like a lot of people are going to give up uh, before they even get started. You know, some people buy our courses and then like read it for a couple of days and then just don't do anything at all. They don't execute on it. So mm -hmm. that's why it's, it's such a hard question to answer. But yeah, I mean, realistically, like six to 12 months, you could make enough money from your site to survive on. Yeah, I would say like there's a typical timeline for people who are trying to learn on their own. And then there's a typical timeline for people who are trying to learn in a more organized way, which is what we try to that's basically our company mission. But I would say the typical timeline, especially for people like me, 
who are kind of learning on their own would be something like you get your curiosity peaked or you Google like make money online or something and you start to see that there's money floating around out there and people are earning it with websites. Then you might try it and then you fail and then you go back and you try to learn something and then you fail and then you go back and maybe troubleshoot and then you fail. And that happens three or four times until you finally earn like you know your first dollar and you bridge that $0 to $1 gap and you might get a trickle of growth. And then what happens for a lot of people is the site kind of explodes and then they're doing really well all of a sudden. The problem with that and why it's so frustrating to a lot of people and why it makes this question in particular really difficult to answer is that like it's a very unorganized way of doing it. There's a lot of luck involved. And if you don't have the skill sets, you a lot of times don't understand why your sites are failing. And so this process, if you're learning on your own and you're failing on your own, can be, for me, it was two or three years. By the time I made my first dollar online, I think I've been trying stuff for like at least two and a half years. Yeah. And like, that's Um, a really good point though, about like having other people around, like, and I'm not doing this to like plug our community or anything, but like when I first started, I didn't really have anyone that I could just like bounce some ideas and say like, Hey, why is this not working? You know? So instead I would go to some like warrior forum or some of these like lower quality, no offense, but like lower quality, uh, internet marketing forums where like it was kind of like the blind leading the blind really and that was my kind of community essentially and for sure that like slowed me down a lot yeah totally i would say the typical timeline for the other side which is maybe like a step beyond the warrior forum where you find a good community or a couple of friends or a course or something a good course is more like your curiosity is peaked you try something, you realize how hard it is, that thing fails. And then you make an effort to connect with people who really know what they're doing and you leverage their experience and you build some relationships and you make some friends. And then the progress is usually a little bit quicker because you have kind of a community. And again, we're not trying to plug our course. I personally use this today. So, you know, like I'm always trying to improve my skill set, and I've realized now that that happens way faster if I've got a group of five or seven or 10 really close friends who are all good at internet marketing and I can bounce ideas off of them rather than just kind of failing on my own. So if we're talking about like quitting your job and how long does it take, the long and short of it is that it's a very difficult question to answer because people go about the process differently. But I think the most important factor in how long it takes is whether or not you have a group of people around you who understand what you are doing and can help you or brainstorm with you or whatever. But we've certainly seen it in as fast as like six months just to give a concrete answer. And then if you're learning on your own, it can take a little bit longer. Just to, to give the other end of the scale, though, like I, I've also seen examples where there are people, you know, like doing this for five years and still not, still not being successful. So just to sort of give a, a balanced perspective, I would say that, you know, upon very quick analysis it's quite evident what such people are are doing wrong and like why they're 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 not succeeding in in that way sometimes it's psychological but more often than not it's just a few minor things which people have got the wrong way around and like they've forgotten to do something or they're not doing something particularly well and it's it's quick fixes will make that work essentially so i think a big element of the timeline and a lot of the reason people ask the question how long will it take is because if they're new and we were talking about this and with like our cynicism you know my mom had it anyway it's like how do we trust the process because when we're thinking about like building something like an authority site it's not a small job it's dozens often hundreds of hours and often like thousands of dollars right And of course, the return is huge. We all know that we do that so we can have like freedom and passive income and all this great stuff. But if like, how would you explain the stages of trust to someone who is coming into it for the first time looking to quit their job? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, like we are claiming that there is this method, which if you follow it, you can make money and quit your job and achieve freedom and build a business and do all sorts of cool stuff. So we're making that claim. 
you and I are making that claim and Gail obviously as well on our site. It's on our sales page. That's basically why we're doing this podcast, why we have a blog, why we have everything. It all leads in order to that point. Now, the majority of people are going to watch that, listen to that, observe that, and they're going to ignore it because they don't necessarily trust it. They don't believe what we're going to say, or they believe that we think that, but they don't believe that it can work for them specifically. So I have this sort of like mental model of like the different stages of trust where it starts with just like the basic micro commitments. And this is kind of like a reverse engineering of our sales process, but it's also like the the way in which people start to believe that this is a system which can actually work for them up until the point where they're they're quitting their jobs and living their dreams essentially. But the very first step that people have to make when buying our program or not even necessarily buying our program, but like getting started with this in general is like, do I trust them, i.e. us, to to give me my money back if it doesn't work? Can people check this out? That's part of the reason why we have like refund policy, the way we do 30 day, no questions, all that kind of stuff is because we want people to just check out our course, like give it a go. Like if you try it and you apply it, it's it's going to work. Like I know that, you know that, but the important thing is the person buying it does not know that they need to acquire that belief. And so the, the more friction between them getting started that we can remove, the, the the more likely that is for them to go through that process. And so that's all very fine and well. Someone buys the course, you know, they're going through the material, watching the videos. And then the next sort of level they need to get to is like after consuming some or all of the content, do they trust that it's going to work? And again, there's like the get out of jail free card, which we, we give people with like the refund policy so they can, they can get their money back if they want, but only up until a certain point. So when that cliff comes, a very, very small percentage of people will ask for their money back because they don't have that, that belief because they watch our content and they don't believe that this is going to work still. Now, obviously, we do as much as possible to convince them otherwise. Unfortunately, we have tons of examples and case studies and stuff to show people. So it's a little bit easier now for us to, to do that, certainly, than it was when we first started. But like even beyond that point, you know, let's say you're 60, 90 days in and you've started spending real time and money building your site, investing in all these tools, spending like your whole weekend writing, building links, whatever. You're still at that point completely trusting us in order to that what we've told you is true and that it's going to result in traffic and income. There's a lot of people three months in that, that still don't have that belief and they're still essentially uh, trusting us up until that point. It's really interesting as well because one of the kind of like psychological difficulties of trust here is not because there's something fundamentally wrong with what we're teaching, but there's something called what I term as input lag. So like, you know, if today on the 23rd of February, I put in, you know, X amount of effort, like I'm not going to see the reward from that, you know, at, at the end of the week or at the end of the month, it's going to be several months down the line, maybe even years later until that effort starts to translate into like monetary value that I've created. And so that is also kind of like, in play at this time and it just really it can be a little bit difficult to believe in it uh, essentially especially if you have your parents or your family or whatever saying oh this is never going to work why don't you get a real job that kind of stuff but you know that's only true until it starts to work and then you know everyone shuts up and like oh we always knew you could do it right yeah then there's a timeline we see a lot with people who join our community and that's like they join and they're very excited and we'll see a post that's like, man, just spent the whole weekend writing, got like 10,000 words done, got my site design, it's all up and running, you know, like hashtag crushing it or whatever. And I love those posts because I love seeing people get motivated. That same person might come back two and a half months later and they're like frustrated because they put in all that time, they put in some money. And they're not seeing any traffic or they haven't earned any money yet. And I think that's about where it starts to set in. And then that same person might come back like three and a half months later. And the post is usually something like, it's like really excited. And they'll be like, like a screenshot of 
their first Amazon month over $50. And I think that's where it starts to kick in, where it's not just reading a bunch of blogs, like reading a blog and like trying something, but seeing real results for yourself where all of that kind of falls away and you can start thinking. And and that's a point for a lot of people where like they start thinking about like, okay, this does work. I trust it. Now I can really start thinking about it as a business that can possibly replace my job. I really like the thing you said about input lag because, you know, to go off on a, on a non-internet marketing tangent, I've been doing a bunch of jujitsu. Mark's probably tired of hearing about this because it's like all I've talked about for the last four months, or whatever. I've been doing jujitsu for four months. Jujitsu is like the grappling part of what you would see in a UFC fight. The thing about jujitsu though is that there's it's it's also a process where there is a ton of input lag. So you go in, you're really excited to learn this new thing, and the timeline is just exactly the same for me. I went in, I was really excited to learn a new thing. I was like hyped and I made a really excited Reddit post on the subreddit and all this nonsense, you know. And then I got choked unconscious for like three months straight. <laughs> I was like really frustrated. And then just a couple weeks ago, I started like catching other people in a few things and like starting to win. I was like, oh man, this really does work. I'm not just going in and getting like beat up every day. It's the same with any tough skill that takes a long time to learn. You know, this could be losing weight or it could be anything, but there's always the same process of going through like those trust phases before you really start to see real results for yourself. And I can't blame people. There's lots of like internet marketing hacks out there. Yeah. It's a deep seated sort of like human psychological thing. Like I think it's probably like some evolutionary biology thing where the people who reacted immediately to see the saber tooth tiger and ran away would survive and therefore replicate. And those genes were were passed down. Whereas the people who would contemplate and wait to see the input lag would die and those genes were not passed on. So there's definitely some stuff like that going on there. I don't know the specifics of it, but in many cases, I mean, you mentioned weight loss is an excellent thing. You know, a lot of people start losing weight or, you know, they follow a diet, start losing weight. But unless you're like actually measuring it, like, you know, twice a day and calculating daily averages and, you know, doing all sorts of statistics to like measure the micro changes, then, it can be quite disheartening and you just don't see yourself with that six pack or that flat belly immediately, then, uh, you know, it's much easier to, to give up. Whereas if you start noticing movement on like even a small scale in the right direction, that like micro cycles of like positive reinforcement to motivation to more positive reinforcement, it's like a, what do you call it? Like a virtuous circle or whatever, like self reinforces itself. So the advice like I always give to people starting in internet marketing is that like don't worry about starting a business. Don't worry about when you're going to quit your job. Don't worry about the end point. Like all you need to worry about is like doing whatever you can to get a little bit of results in order to give you a little bit of motivation. Like however small that is, like your first 10 visitors a day or your first 20 visitors a day, it's something. And if you have that, it's just to get, you know, you start to prove that system can work. You get your first $2 of affiliate commissions. That's like much more important than your first, the $20,000 or whatever, because you're, you're starting to, it's like Neo in the matrix, you know, you're starting to believe like, and as soon as he like realizes that he's actually the one, like he's, he then like has all these, these powers like instantly and can like defeat Mr. Smith or whatever the guy's name was. Uh, that's actually a really good analogy for online marketing. I feel like we should use that in a VSL in the future. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. We're doing terrible on time here, guys. So I think we're going to skip some stuff. But there's a point here that I think is really important. And that is this question of like how much money you need to make and how it relates to what you want. So for a lot of people they might only want to make enough money online to survive because what's important to them, and I know this is true for me, isn't the money. It's not about being rich or wealthy, although, you know, that's true for some people. But for most people, especially the people in our community, the important thing is not money. And instead, it's freedom. And they don't necessarily care about how that comes. They just know that they don't like their job. And they know internet marketing might be one way to do it. How would you say that relates to sort of like what we do and to people who are in this situation where they don't like the job? Well, I mean, there's two types of 
motivating factors in that situation. You're either moving towards you, something you want or you're moving away from something which you don't want. Now, a good way to kind of get a different perspective on this is think of a case where you're hiring someone. And if you've never hired someone before, like think of a case where let's say you need to hire a, a babysitter for your kid or you know just someone to wash your car or something super simple like that. Do you want to hire the person who, like, let's take the car wash thing, who just loves cars, loves everything about them, has been studying washing cars like for ages and, you know, is just super passionate about seeing cars clean? Or do you want to hire the person who hates their job as a gardener and just wants to do something else? Right. It's, I mean, it's pretty obvious in that sort of situation. And, you know, that's obviously why hiring and, HR processes are built to kind of understand people's motivations because passionate people are a lot likely to, who are moving towards something are a lot likely to be more successful. But the same is also true at like a greater level with uh, moving away from any job towards being a, an entrepreneur or, or, or starting a site, right? If you're going to do something which you really want to do, if you're moving towards something which you really want to do, like let's say you just absolutely love paintball or something and you want to start a paintball site, right? Then that's why we sort of say like there's a big element of like use your passion, but like it's it's not because your passion is going to be passion in itself is like something to monetize. It's because that's going to help you get towards that point where you're seeing the positive reinforcement and then you can kind of believe in the system. And it's in those days where the you're six months in, you don't have any traffic, you just built your first link and it's not really like, doesn't seem to be happening for you. It's at that point, like the passion kind of thing can help you ride that wave of, I don't even know what to call it, but like uh, disbelief, I guess. <laughs> so I guess that's a that's a, a long and convoluted way of, of saying, you know, there's something to be said for following your, your, your passion in this. Was that even the question? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think it relates, especially if, because really what we've ended up talking about on this podcast is the hump between learning and quitting your job and sort of like the psychological and emotional stress that that entails, because that's true for basically everybody I've ever known who's ever done this. So I think that might come in a few different forms. For a lot of people, they have sites about something they're passionate about. And for other people, and I'm in this category, they end up being really passionate about internet marketing. And they enjoy doing the actual internet marketing and site building and talking to other people who like the same thing. So I definitely think that's true. I do want to talk about people who are like me, who don't quit their jobs and don't just do their own sites full time. So for me, we talked about how I was at the consulting firm and then I worked for Spencer Hawes at Niche Pursuits. After that, I started working for Authority Hacker. And if you guys have seen my blog posts about my site, you know that my sites have done pretty well and like I don't necessarily need a job. So there's this question of like that I get all the time, like, why do you, why don't you start your own thing? Why do you keep doing this? Why do you have a job at all? And I think that's a really important question, especially because I know I'm not the only one, but there are way fewer of us than people who quit their jobs. So the answer for me is kind of fourfold. And the reasons that I see when I ask other people who still have jobs and still do, still do internet marketing they're usually falling into one of these three. So for me, it's it's four things. I didn't quit my job because I'm, I'm always concerned about safety and financial stability is like by far my number one most important like concern when I'm thinking about anything financial. Don't need to be rich, but I for sure need to be safe. And having two sources of income is much safer than having one source of income, especially because I've gone through the process of like getting penalized by Google. So for that reason... That's like the number one reason I keep my job. Also, I, I like my job. I love working at Authority Hacker, blogging at Authority Hacker, interacting with Authority Hacker members. You know, I'm passionate about internet marketing. And my job, quote unquote, is something that allows me to do that every single day. And I like it. I know this is also the case, at least the last time I talked to him, which was like a year and a half ago, maybe even more now, wow, with Steve Chu who runs My Wife Quit Her Job, which is a very successful, very cool internet marketing blog. He's a really cool guy. 
and you guys should go check out his stuff. He runs e-commerce businesses. But it was also the case for him, the last time I talked to him, that he kept his job. He was like an astrophysicist or something ridiculous like that, just because he liked it. And he enjoyed doing that every day. And like he had good colleagues and he enjoyed the actual work and stuff. So he kept his job just because it was cool. And it was something that he'd wanted to do for a long time and he enjoyed it. I don't know if he still does that, but that was the case when I interviewed him on Niche Pursuits. Yeah, I think that's a really important point to say because this space, online marketing, is sort of filled with, I guess, people like me who ended up in the wrong job, in the wrong career, doing something they they hated. And I guess we're just sort of a bit jaded to think that all jobs kind of suck. But, you know, if you're a rocket engineer at SpaceX trying to, like, get humanity to Mars or something, like, please don't quit your job. Because there's, there's like, some really, ultimately, like, what you said about, like, having freedom and and security is is important. But, like, once you have that, there's, there's like, the whole, was it Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid? Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of, like, psychological leads, psychological needs spiritual and then self-actualizing whatever it is but basically what's saying is that like once you have a certain kind of like security then the next thousand dollars a month stops mattering right and it's more about like what you're actually doing like you know on earth like in it with your life if you're running some like scammy diet pills site and you you hate yourself for it like don't keep doing that. Like, do something you actually want to want to do, even if that's it's like getting a job or something for like for sure. Yeah, you know, it's just. I mean, mostly the point is that there are people out there who just do enjoy their jobs and keep their jobs because they enjoy it. Especially if it's going to be something like you were talking about, Mark. That's just very fulfilling. The other two reasons for me more financial. One of them is I always like diversification of income just because I feel like it's a good business decision. It certainly plays into financial safety, but I feel like the more diversified my income is, the better business decision it is just because it like reduces risk. And then finally, I think having a job, if you enjoy it and it's not something that's going to make you unhappy, having a job and doing internet marketing is a good way to build wealth. So you know, like obviously both of those things take time and I am not someone who was not busy, but I do enjoy my job and I do have sites of my own and stuff. And I feel like the combination of those makes it much easier for me to work on like a very early retirement plan or to build substantial wealth or to maybe someday I'm going to do a Bill Gates thing and like make a nonprofit organization and like fund it myself or something. That's much easier to do if you have a job and a site, as long as it's not making you unhappy. So there are people I mean, who don't. Especially, I, th- I think that's in, in your case more so because essentially your job here at Authority Hacker like is doing you know very similar things and there's a lot of crossover to, to, to what you do with your, your own sites. But if you're working a job in McDonald's or something, would you be saying the same thing? Yeah, for, I mean, definitely not. And I do think it's true that there aren't many people in the sorts of jobs that typically make people unhappy who are keeping their jobs as soon as they're, or like as their sites start to make money. The people who keep their jobs are usually people like Steve Chu, who are really good at their jobs and they have a job that they really enjoy or is very relaxed or they find very rewarding. Like I've, I've also heard of people who are like night security guards who don't do much at their jobs, also keeping their jobs because it's a little bit more security and it's very relaxed. It's super low stress, you know, like that sort of thing. But the point is that it's not everybody's goal to keep their jobs and you're not like bad or it's not something that you have to do in order to do internet marketing full time. Yeah, that's a good point about the fulfillment though. It was, I think it was last week, actually, I read this forum thread on uh, the DC I forget who it was, but the guy had sort of like built, you know, quit his job and built the digital nomad lifestyle and was earning, you know, I think it was like five to 10K a month and, you know, could do anything, go anywhere. But he was really unhappy, said that he was like a lot happier in the like process of like trying to get there. But like once he had actually achieved that and had basically unlimited freedom, like he felt really unfulfilled and it wasn't really like wasn't really sure what to do whether to keep doing what he was doing or what where to go with his life like what the what the point was essentially so 
a lot of people I know come to us and say, so like, you know, it's what I would love more than anything is to make X amount of money per month and be able to travel. But people acclimatize to situations really, really, really quickly. Um, and it's not long before you'll get bored with whatever like standard or situation you're in. And if there's not like a fundamental underlying purpose to what you're doing, like you don't have a sort of like something else driving you to do it, be that, you know, like helping other people or, you know, like making so much money that eventually you can start the next Gates Foundation or whatever it is, it could be like a family related thing as well, then you may actually find yourself in, in that sort of un, unhappy situation at, at, at some point. So I think like always being, sounds a bit sort of woo woo, but like always being conscious of your why like why you're doing what you're doing is a valid argument, I would say. So I think this is going to be a good way to wrap it up. So we've been talking about lots of stuff that's sort of like tangentially related. And we have sort of tried to cover all angles here. I want to bring it back to like a focus point of someone asking us, they've got a side that's working and they're asking like parent, should I quit my job? Because people have asked me that before. People who like have known me or like have listened to my podcast or whatever have like taken me out to coffee and said like, hey, should I quit my job? So I have some advice. I have a couple, like one or two things to keep in mind. But before I say it, I will give you a chance to give them your advice. My answer is yes. Like if you're asking me the question, should you quit, quit your job? You should already have quit. Because, because I know this doesn't really help the situation, but like I, I have such an extreme view on it. I guess I have a lot more, um, I don't even know what the word is, like self-belief, although that sounds a bit egotistical. I'll be able to be okay. I think where a lot of people are coming from is they're, they're not sure whether or not they'll be okay. And if it's a question of just basic economics, then do some budgeting, see how much you're spending, see how much you're making. But if it's a psychological question, like don't even wait, you know, like start writing your uh, your notice right now and, and, and quit, I say, at least. Yeah, I would take it from a different angle, obviously. <laughs> this is our <laughs> two like personalities. like the angel and the devil over your shoulders right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it, who, do it. Who, who is which? Okay, so I would say... For sure, if you're unhappy, you should be thinking about quitting your job. If you aren't unhappy, it's not necessarily something you want to do. If you do, though, I would say my biggest advice would be save an emergency fund. That's like very personal finance subreddit advice, but it's something that can really save your ass if you need it. You're going to hate me here. (laughs) Okay. My advice advice is the opposite of that. My advice is don't save any money. And this is not like a illogical way. There's like a, there's actually a method in the madness here. But when I quit my job, I found that because I had that kind of like fund or some savings, I was like much, much less motivated to actually make something happen. It was only after I started burning through it and I started really like, you know, getting towards zero that like this crazy drive to like make it work came into play and I actually was able to eventually be successful. Now, obviously if you have responsibilities or family, if you own a home or that kind of stuff, there's different considerations to make, but just acknowledge the psychological distance, I guess that it can cause there. Yeah, I was say, okay, so I've I've changed my number one advice. My number one <laughs> advice is to not listen to Mark's advice. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think that actually works for a lot of people. For me and anybody like me who is very financially risk averse, I would say save an emergency fund because it can save your ass. My emergency fund has saved my ass. My other advice, my other main advice is if you do quit your job or you're thinking about quitting your job, you should plan to not raise your standards of living for a very, very long time. One is because it makes you more financially secure, obviously. And I've seen lots of people, quote unquote, fail because like they've had a site that's doing 20K a month. They buy a massive house and then all of a sudden it tanks. Seen that happen with friends and those people were in really tough situations. Also, though, if you don't raise your standard of living after your site is doing well and you quit your job, you have a lot more to reinvest in your site so it does even better. So my two main pieces of advice are 
have an emergency fund if you're going to quit your job and to keep your standard of living about the same as it's always been so that you can be a little bit more secure and you can have more money to reinvest in your site. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with you on that last one. Don't go out there and buy a Lamborghini or something, you know, a Rolex or something which is just throwing money away for no reason. It's not actually like doesn't have that much inherent value or isn't going to really improve your quality of life by much at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't own a watch to put that into perspective. So, And lastly, you know what we should do? And we can maybe even edit this in before. We did this post on Authority Hacker Pro when we were preparing for this podcast. And I wanted to get the points of view from people in our community who have gone through the process of building a website and leaving their jobs. And there are some pretty cool ones. We won't go through them all here. And maybe we're just going to like briefly touch on these as sort of like some inspiration and then maybe like copy and paste them into the show notes or something. But the top one, the top comment on the post, and we'll maybe just do this one and then go and then sort of link the others in the show notes. It's from Dan Bernard. He's been a member with us for a while now. And his timeline that he wrote is actually really started, is really cool. He started March, 2016. He started his website. It took until April of 2017. So over a year for his website to start making the same amount as his job. So for the first few months, it wasn't making anything, of course, and then it had the slow ramp up, but it took a full year. And so I'm sure Dan, and I didn't ask him about this specifically, but I did ask him about like the risk during that time. And he said that, he said, because I had six months in savings, which is the emergency fund I was talking about, I knew I could most likely get another job relatively quick if I needed to. I didn't feel particularly nervous, but if I didn't have that fund, I don't know if I could have done it. And I think he's talking about psychologically, but a little over a year, April, 2017, his site's making the same amount of his job as his job in July of 2017 his site's making twice as much as his job. And so he decided to save six months worth of living expenses before he quit, which is what he talked about just a second ago in that previous comment. October, 2017, he finally quits his job. So that's a year and six or seven months, I think. Now his site's making four times as much as he ever did at his old job. He's got a new website he's building. And then he gives a compliment to the awesome community at Authority Hacker, all of whom have helped him do it. So we're going to link the rest of these in the show notes because there were lots of cool stories. And I was excited to see that so many people have been able to quit their jobs. So that's really cool. Maybe we can edit this into the beginning or whatever. But if we don't, we can use this just as inspiration. If you are in that situation and you are thinking about quitting your job, authorityhacker.com backslash or forward slash... <laughs> Quit hyphen your hyphen job. That's where you can find the podcast and the show notes. If you are thinking about quitting your job, drop us a comment and let us know what your thought process is. Or if you have a successful site that has allowed you to quit your job, definitely drop us a comment and let us know your story. I didn't know how excited I would be for people's stories until I started reading them on the Authority Hacker Pro community. So... As always, thanks so much for joining and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.